Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. Today, y'all are cooking with wit. Well, I'm not really cooking. I'm just kind of making me some avocado toast, but you know how I am with multitasking. But I had this on my mind. I just wanted to share it with you that you have to prioritize continuing to learn. And what I mean by that is many people don't keep learning or researching or studying or reading or learning anything new to develop themselves or their skills beyond formal education. And formal education can be, of course, through pre-K through 12. Then it can be if you went to college or maybe you went to a trade school, like doing hair, cosmetology, doing lashes, or you are some type of technician. Many people, even after that, just kind of stop learning. You get into your trade, you get into your job, and you don't prioritize continuing to invest in yourself. And why is continuing to invest in yourself important and making that a priority outside of formal education? Because if you're working for anybody, and there's, I'm not against like nine to fives because I know a lot of people need that. I actually love doing a nine to five. Uh, but if you work for anybody else, there always be um, a cap on what you can make. There will be a ceiling on what somebody can tell you to make unless you add value beyond what they hired you for. So there are ways to still have an entrepreneurial mindset, which to me, that means being able to add value through self-initiative because most real entrepreneurs, they have to have a high level of self-initiative because nobody's going to tell them to keep going with their business if they stop. Nobody's going to wake them up or tell them not to take that three-hour nap instead of a 30-minute to one-hour nap once they get from their nine-to-five. They have to have a lot of self-initiative to progress beyond the hours that they have to commit to beyond the responsibilities that they have. And that's the same way that we learn in school. Somebody gives us a syllabus. We know what grade we need to make. We know how much tuition costs. We know how many years or months we have to put into this program. And then we know how to apply for the job or go get the suite to get our things. And our lives are structured during that time. So if you go off and you go get a job, and let's say you like your job, you always want to work in a nine to five, but you want to expand yourself. You want to add more value, whether it's at your job, whether it's a side hustle, where it's volunteering more, it always doesn't have to do with money. There's no way that you can make that happen if you don't continue to invest in your mind, continue to invest in your health to have the energy to go beyond the required hours that you have to do to keep your overhead and to keep your expenses paid for. You won't have the organization in your life to not get overwhelmed when the responsibilities of what you're doing already is going to be overwhelming. And that will limit you. That will limit you to only being able to do exactly what you're required to do. And there are many people who are not happy doing that. They don't like that somebody else is the manager of their time or the manager of their day. And again, I'm not limiting to this only to people with nine to fives because there are people who work nine to five jobs who love their life. 
but they have continued to learn and to invest themselves. For example, if you know that maybe you don't want to start your own nonprofit organization, or maybe you don't want to start your own Fortune 500 company, but you do want to be the CEO, the CFO, you do want to be in a very high level position. Well, what makes you stand out when there are a bunch of candidates worldwide to come and get this position, even if they have to outsource? What makes them want to move you up if you've been in a company, if you're not continuing to invest in your learning? What makes you stand out? You know, how are you adding value beyond what your position requires? And then if you are adding value in that company, still can't see it, then that's when you just got to move around because sometimes that happens too. But I'm talking about in an ideal situation where they're known to recognize value of everybody, no matter who you are, no matter color, creed, gender, like they're known to recognize value, but you're still not progressing. Are you taking extra classes? Are you doing beyond what they're asking of you for where you are? How much work and time are you putting in beyond work? And I don't mean just always taking your work home, but do you get to work early or right on time or late? Are you taking extra classes to understand how to lead? Do you lead on your own? Do you go ask for extra responsibilities and show them that you can handle because leaders are uh, initiators? And if you don't know those things, what books are you reading in your spare time that haven't been assigned to you? How are you developing your mind? How are you developing your energy and putting all of that first in order for you to stay ahead of the game? Even with hairstylists or nail techs, if the, nails, the nail salons that are still on the trends of 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and they only do acrylic, and they only do, I remember when gel nail started getting popular, and now they got dip nail. If those salons, you know, that started to develop, they continue to develop to all the styles and all the things that you can get done to your nails. And then you have those salons that's like, no, we're just going to stick to acrylic because that's what we know. That's what we used to. That's what we're comfortable with. People going to eventually stop going. They may have some type of some type of customer base, but they will no longer be competitive because they stopped learning. And then when the tides changed, even if they tried to go and hurry up and send their, their workers to these seminars to try to learn, they'll already be behind the curve because these clients were ahead of the curve because they were constantly going to workshops. They were constantly learning the new trends. They were constantly understanding the new waves of nails and what people want in the trends. And they were studying it so they can be ahead of the game. So when it came around, they were already on the curve. They were already doing a new thing. Same thing with hairstylists. Those hairstylists that stay that stay on a swivel, especially like somebody like a braider who knows how to do like all the techniques, the feeder braids, anything you throw at her, she can do it. She stays on the swivel. She stays going to hair expos or even watching free YouTube videos or practicing. She doesn't get comfortable only in what she knows. She does work to master it. But then once she knows she masters something, she stays on the swivel of what's up and coming and same as 
the people who do microblading or lash technicians, they have to be on a learning curve. They just can't go to school and then stop learning. The best ones, well, they can, but the best ones who stay competitive, they stay going to workshops, whether they go once a month, once every three months, they go to some type of esthetician or cosmetology convention because they have those things once a year where they got to travel for it. They do that. They invest in their education so they can stay competitive and stay in the market and give their clients what they want. When they start pulling stuff to Google and the girl they pulling from lives in LA, but you're here in Dallas and that's what you want. And even this applies to your self-development. You know, if you're reading books or watching videos, whether it's about relationships, whether it's about healing your traumas or wounds or understanding yourself on a deep emotional level, if you're only reading those when you're in a crisis and then you're trying to you quickly use that information to solve that a problem immediately, you're going to definitely make a mistake and you're going to definitely make an error. And the reason that happens is because you have to allow that type of information to settle in your spirit. It's just like with the cosmetology example. If they went to one workshop and to learn a new, even though they've been braiding all their life, but they go and learn this new technique and then they think they about to master it as soon as they go home without like at least some clients practicing on it, they're going to fail. Because then when they hurry up and try to go get it, they're not going to have the information embedded because they didn't have time to practice, allow it to settle, allow what they knew, the technique that they knew to kind of go to the side or be able to differentiate when they need to. Because maybe this calls for a new technique. It's the same thing in our self-development. When we're just developing our mind and we're developing our spirit, whether we're watching videos or YouTube channels or reading books. If you go read a relationship book or read or listen to a relationship coach on YouTube and then you listen to him when you're trying to figure out a problem because you haven't continually been inundating yourself with this information and you try to immediately go apply it to this relationship that's now in a crisis, you're going to make a mistake and it's not going to turn out how you want it. Because that video may, be, may, me, may need nuance in order to apply it to your specific situation. But you can't see or perceive or apply that nuance because that information is so new to you. It's similar to when you go to a math class. Math is not my strongest subject. But when you go learn a new formula, like the formula doesn't change. And if one variable is off in the formula, you know, those math problems that have the parentheses and then they have multiplication, addition, and you're supposed to do what's in the parentheses first. And I don't know what goes next. I think it's PEMDAS and I don't even know what that stands for, but there's an order you have to do it. Or even if you get the numbers right, the answer is going to be wrong. So you may have the formula, but then you may not understand fully how to apply it because you, you haven't taken the time to continue to learn this stuff, even when things are going well, even when you have the man of your dreams, how are you continuing to inundate yourself with relationship 
information, whether it's you keeping a book by your nightstand and reading a chapter a day or revisiting something so you don't fall into old habits or old patterns, whether it's you talking to your therapist for maintenance, even when the things that you want start showing up in your life, how can you make continuing to learn and self-development a priority in a lifelong process that you invest in daily daily and it don't even have to be that huge but when i tell y'all i invest in self-development daily 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 there's not one day where i don't listen to something on youtube or an educational podcast or read a chapter or even a paragraph in the book where i'm not researching something where i'm not looking at new information where i'm not practicing whether i'm not exercising my body something Something in your day has to be beneficial to where you want to go in the woman that you're becoming. If not, you're playing yourself. You're playing yourself if every day you don't do something to invest in the direction that you want to go. You want to be a musician, you ought to be playing something every single day. You ought to be writing down a new song writing down a tune, a rhythm, or getting and playing, just practicing what you already know, singing a tune, practicing on your voice, something, watching a YouTube channel that talks about how to get a better, better tone of your voice, whatever it is that you do, watching a video, if you, if you teach or learn dance, if you are in the fitness world, if you got goals with your body every single day, Every single day, every single day has to be something where you take an intentional moment. It can be 10 minutes to an hour to more where you make that time to make sure you're making an investment in you in the direction that you want to go so that you can continue to be more productive. So you can continue to apply what you know when you know it and just not grabbing for information when you're in a crisis or when stuff is falling apart because then you're not able to operate at your full capacity. Make sure you're learning even when things are going well or even when you don't have everything that you want. It's just like that quote when they say, never go to the grocery store when you're hungry. And they say that because when you go to the grocery store when you're hungry, and I've done this multiple times, you start grabbing everything because you think, oh, I got to eat this tonight. I got to eat that. And it's like you eat that one thing and you're full and you're looking at the rest of that food and snacks like, why did I get this? <laughs> I'm not even going to eat this. I'm not going to consume it right now. But you did it because you were in a desperate situation. And that's what happens when we try to hurry up and learn things on a swivel. People going to be already past us. We're going to already have made the wrong choice in that conversation. We're going to already have reacted in that argument. We're going to already have disrespected that man or disrespected that woman and then wishing we hadn't because we weren't doing the work consistently every single day to make sure when those moments came up, when you had to show what you know, you were able to perform. I remember my mom. When she realized I wanted to take dance seriously, I want to say I was like a senior in high school. And so my mom has always supported me with dance. She used to tell me, even when I told her I wanted to major in it in college, 
she used to say, girl, I don't care if you go get a degree in underwater basket weaving <laughs> as long as you finish because she didn't go to college. So her standard for me was just, you know, I just want you to finish. I want you to do something you love and put 100 percent in it. That's that's her main thing. If you're going to do it, do it at a level of excellence, do it with integrity. And she always said that she always meant it. And I remember she came to orientation with me at least the first day when I was going to undergrad and we were just kind of filling out my paperwork. And I don't know why she said this, but I think some, I think I told somebody I want to, I'm, I'm going to be a dancer and well, I'm a dancer. I think I said that at some, one of the registration tables and you know how people are. And I hate when they do this, when they be like, show me a move. When you tell them you're a dancer or something like you just got like a routine in your pocket. And I just kind of laughed and he was like, you're not going to show me. I was like, what you want me to show you? And we just started this banter and we walked off. My mom was laughing, but she was like, if somebody asks you to dance, you should always have something you can pull out. And she was so serious. And I was just kind of looking at her. She said it in a jovial way. She was like, you should always be ready to perform because you never know who's talking to you or who's watching. And I never forgot that moment because I can think about some of my favorite stars or performers, entertainers who have that story where they were somewhere and just doing what they do, performing, not really expecting much from the opportunity, but somebody was sitting in the crowd, somebody was watching. And I don't personally just only think of myself as a dancer, but I'm bringing up this moment because that's the way that I get up and invest in myself and in my day every single day. If I have a vision in mind of what it is that I want, I'm like, man, if this opportunity comes up and somebody wants to support me in this, what will I have to show them? What would I have to show them that I'm ready, that I'm prepared, that I'm really about this life? And you have to ask yourself that as well. If you're wanting a man, like, how will he know? How will he be able to identify that you're the queen he's looking for? Are you at your best? Are you in your best shape? Or if you want a man that's in shape, are you, you know, taking care of your own home? Are you taking care of your finances? Because you want him to be financially stable? You have to think about those things. If it's your job or it's your work, what are you already doing to show that you're a leader? What are you already doing to show that you love your job, you love your work, or you're going to put in this extra effort without always having to be asked or pushed or prodded? What are you doing to show that you're prepared for what it is that you're asking for? And you can only do that if you're making learning a priority every single day. Just like Janae Aiko said, when you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So I love y'all so very much. If you want to reach out to me, my information is on WhitleyNGreen.com. I also have my blog there. Arts Feminine on Twitter, Wondering Whitley on both Facebook and Instagram. Whitwit Hooray is my personal Instagram page. The Feminine Arts Academy on both Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. I've been trying to upload these, I won't say trying, I've uploaded like 20, 21 episodes, 
but as you know we're like on 82 here so i got some ways to go but i love y'all so much remember get in alignment and receive your assignment talk to you soon